What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Mavericks content. Welcome into the show. Tonight, we will talk about Sam Williams and what he had to say about his role as a rookie. What will his role look like on the Cowboys defense? The advice that he got from Michael Parsons and another Cowboy legend. And we'll talk about what our expectations for the Cowboys second round draft pick. And we'll close things out with a scenario that Rich Eisen threw out on his show. That was a, an, an interesting segment, and it just got me thinking of hypotheticals. So we, we'll discuss that scenario for sure. Cool interview Sky did with the Giant today, says Gregory. You can check that out on the, on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook page as well. That was a pretty cool piece of content that Skywalker Steel had for us uh, earlier today. Kenny Gant over there, uh, you can check it out on, on YouTube. Make sure you do so after primetime tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining the show. Hit the like button and let's get this started. So Sam Williams via the DallasCowboys.com website talked a little bit about what his role will look like as a rookie defender for the Cowboys in 2022. And to get things started here on the show, do me a favor and answer with me this. What's your hype level for Sam Williams? High, low, or maybe somewhere in between. Let me know in the Facebook chat, in the YouTube chat. Here's what I, why I ask. We've got a lot of conversations going on about Tyler Smith, pretty much because we've heard a lot from him. During the OTAs, we've heard praise for the Cowboys' first-round pick uh, and projected starting left guard and future left tackle of the Cowboys. We've heard a lot about Jalen Tolbert. It was maybe the consensus favorite pick in Cowboys Nation. And I feel like the conversation about Sam Williams has been lost somewhere in there. Maybe it's just me, but I don't think that I'm alone in this feeling. I feel like we just have not talked enough about Sam Williams. So let me know what is your hype level for Sam Williams. And it becomes even even more interesting because it's more of a projection pick, right? And we don't know what to expect. Uh, I believe that Cowboys Nation maybe was not at its happiest when it came to the Sam Williams pick in the second round. And Professor O says, year one hype, low, long-term, mid. I think that's a fair answer because, yeah, I, I do mean year one kind of hype. Gregory goes with mid. Stephen White goes with high. He looks like Micah's brother. Lumen goes with mid. Uh, Craig says, I really, uh, he says mid, and he says, I really think Fowler is going to shine. Dallas Junk goes with high. I am somewhere in between. Uh, I know that I'm riding the fence a little bit with this answer, but I will go with mid because I am aware that there will be a rotation at edge rusher opposite of the Marcus Lawrence. Now, I am a little bit excited, and and this is pushing me towards the high 
section of things when it comes to my level of hype for Sam Williams. I'm excited that is he going to be another hybrid defender in Dan Quinn's defensive scheme? Because via the DallasCowboys.com website, Sam Williams said, they have moved me to different spots. I just want to be used wherever to help the team. Even if it's doing kickoff or kickoff return, I'll play wherever. Of course, Sam Williams joking there about the special teams. But for real, is Sam Williams not going to be a full-time pass rusher? Is he going to get some reps maybe as a sort of linebacker? I don't know what the role could look like for Sam Williams. Mostly at Ole Miss, he played as a defense event. And we talked about this before there, because there's a clip out there. Shout out to Connor from at Connor NFL Draft over there at Blogging the Voice. He got a chance to interview Sam Williams during the draft process before he was taken by the Dallas Cowboys. And I mentioned this uh, plenty of times before, but I will do it again. He asked Sam Williams about his role in college and how they didn't line him up that wide. They would line him up a little bit more inside as a defensive end still, but that maybe that didn't allow him to use one of his best traits, which is explosivity and explosiveness. And I liked that question by Connor because Sam Williams, of course, reacts in a very excited way. But he was a pass rusher pretty much full-time over there at Ole Miss. So I'm excited about the possibility of him doing a little bit more for the Cowboys, especially on a defense that could use help at other positions like linebacker. And yet I struggle to project how he would look like as a hybrid defender for the Cowboys because it doesn't, it isn't the same uh, situation as with Micah Parsons in which you could easily project Micah as a hybrid, even though we weren't even sure that he was going to rush the passer as much as he did as a rookie. We thought that he was going to get some pass rushing responsibilities, but we thought, or at least Overall, the majority of Cowboys Nation thought that Parsons was going to be closer to the full-time linebacker role rather than a 60-40 split between those two positions. Samuel says, Randy Gregory was good, but he's dead to me. Oh, Samuel, that, that, that uh, escalated quickly. Uh, especially because I think Dallas is the... Uh, I think that the franchise is the one that we could blame for for that, right? Uh, <laughs> Samuel Rowe, that escalated quickly. I, I wasn't expecting that comment. <laughs> because Samuel says uh, that, you know, all right, so I see, I see what Samuel means. Samuel is saying in the YouTube chat, he's saying that because of him calling the, na- the Cowboys Nation fan base toxic. But you know what? You know what? Looking at the replies that Randy Gregory got after that debacle, hey, go ahead and call them toxic. I'm not saying that most Cowboys fans are, but the fans that were on Randy Gregory's uh, mentions, that was toxic behavior. People were calling him all sorts of names, dropping F-bombs his way just because the Cowboys messed it up. I don't think that was on Randy Gregory at all. And, you know, 
there, there are a lot of toxic fans out there. I would argue that it's more or less a 50-50 split between toxic fans and non-toxic fans. And maybe that's a conservative estimation, right? Jeff says, Williams is a stud. And hopefully he has a good head on his shoulders in the NFL. I think that he will do great. And for sure, he'll play more than Gregory, I hope. And that's a plus. Which pretty much takes us... I, I will. I was going to leave this for later. But having read Jeff's comment here, let me advance this question. Do you believe that Sam Williams will play in over 50% of the snaps as a rookie? Because assuming that he isn't that much of a hybrid and that he's primarily a defensive end slash edge rusher opposite of Marcus Lawrence, you could guess that he is going to be in the rotation with Durant Armstrong and Dante Fowler Jr. Yes or no, will Sam Williams play in over 50% of the snaps? Because Randy Gregory was close to that number, honestly. he uh, And I like that comment by Jeff because of that same reason, right? Randy Gregory played a lot. Sure, uh, he also dealt with some injuries. And maybe that 50% is not that impossible to get to. It also depends on how good or, or how well Durant Armstrong and Fowler play. If you had asked me this question late in April my uh, or in early in May, my answer would probably be the same as Professor O's, the Reaper, Gregory, because we're getting a lot of no's here. But I don't know. Maybe I am getting ready for a veteran injury here. I am leaning towards the over at this point. I am, I am leaning towards the over, especially if he gets those hybrid responsibilities. So I will actually go with the yes. I would think it's performance, says he. Let's see, line him up with Micah, says MJ. I think that he gets more playing time if he's going to be a hybrid. I think that's a sign that the Dallas Cowboys really like this guy. Michael says if he is good enough, yes. Uh, Toxic Tom says you passed on better prospects for him, so he better. Dallas Jung says I'm leaning towards no. I'm somewhere in between. Professor O says Durant and Fowler are higher in the pecking order for year one. This is so I'm going with the yes, not only as a bet on Sam Williams himself, but maybe I'm going to fade Armstrong and Fowler a little bit with this answer. I like the Fowler signing. I like uh, sticking with Durant Armstrong. I think that he provides a lot of flex for the Cowboys. And I talked a lot about how Dan Quinn used Armstrong as a mucked-up linebacker sometimes, right in front of the A-gap, over the center, ready to rush the passer from the inside. And I loved those looks by the Cowboys because they, they allowed the defense to play with a lot of these pass rusher types, even on the inside to the outside, right? So we had these crazy looks in which Armstrong, Basham, Parsons, Lawrence were all on the field at the same time by taking defensive tackles out of the equation, right? In terms of, you know, what their actual position is. I think we can see a lot of that with Sam Williams on board. So give me, give me the over there. Give me the over there. Joey says he better. Uh, we need everyone to ball out. 
Craig says, we talk about the defense. Deep's offense is the major problem. And yeah, the defense, you know, finished as one of the best units here. Shane says, I don't, I still don't think Shane Carter, writer for adcsports.com. He says, I still don't think it's a guarantee Fowler or Vashem make the team or if Tank plays all season. I'll take the over, says Shane. Valid concern, especially with the Lawrence health, in my opinion, which is something that we hadn't mentioned. I think that Basham is one of the veterans at the, with the hottest seats right now. I think Basham's seat is definitely hotter than Fowler's. Stephen White says the Madden team likes Fowler. <laughs> there you go. Uh, where's Stevie Mac at, says Dallas Young. I have not seen Stevie Mac around in a long time. Uh, I was wondering that myself the other day. Let's see if we can get him out of, you know, wherever he's hiding for the offseason, maybe. Maybe he's been busy because I have not heard about him uh, either. That's a good question by Dallas Young. Professor O says there are a lot of bodies in defensive end rotation. I just don't see it year one. So there you go. We'll see. In the meantime, he is getting some solid advice from Micah Parsons and from Haley because he talked about what Parsons said to him, and this resembles pretty closely what Pars- what Lyle Collins told Parsons as a rookie, and Micah just recently spoke on this. But Micah told Sam Williams, and again, this is via the DallasCowboys.com website, and this is the quote from Williams. He told me that I just need to terrify these guys and open past rushing lanes, things that I can do. Just start off with speed. Once they get used to your speed, then it's like a chess match. Now they have to figure out what am I doing, uh, what I am doing. And that's a very similar quote to the one that Michael Parsons offered about the advice that he was given by Lyle Collins, in which Collins told him, make offensive tackles fear one thing. And then out of that one thing, in Michael Parsons' case, the speed, you will work on the rest of your pass rushing moves and your pass rush toolbox and all of that. Once they're oversetting, once they're showing you how you're setting based on where you're lining up as well as a defender, you make them fear that one thing and then the rest will come easily. That's what Lyle Collins told Micah as a rookie. And I don't know about you, but this particular advice seems very, very similar to the one that he had just mentioned. Uh, Sam Williams also talked about the work that he put in with Cowboys great Charles Haley. And this is the quote. It's old school. We did some work yesterday with my get-off and my handwork. So it was pretty nice to work with someone like that. Getting advice from Charles Haley and from Micah Parsons, no doubt, sounds like an ideal scenario for Sam Williams. Of course, that's not enough, but you know, you're getting top tier help right there during the offseason. Make them look for the jab and hit them with the kidney shot, says Michael. Exactly. It's like, this is a great comparison by Michael because we've heard about chess moves when it comes to defensive end versus, you know, an offensive tackle. But the jab is the most important punch in boxing by a mile. Everything comes off the jab. So it's a similar conversation when it comes to pass rushing in the NFL. You have your jab, 
and that can be your speed, for example. And then the rest goes off of it. Let's see some of your comments here. Craig says, I have to see Parsons this year. He had an amazing year last year, but teams now have film on him. Let's see what happens. I get that concern. I, I, I get it. I will say this, though. I'm not that concerned about Micah having a down year as a sophomore. I, I just don't see him getting a down year. Maybe he doesn't have that super amazing defensive player of the year boats kind of season like he did in 2021. Because let me remind all of you, I, I love reminding people that he got five votes for defensive player of the year. Maybe he doesn't have that good of a season again. But Micah Parsons' hunger just makes me not want to bet against him. So there's that. I, I don't think that he gets a down year. I, I don't think that he gets the sophomore slump. C says, Micah will be Micah. C says also, yeah, we know what our defense is. Mixed martial arts. MJ, study your opponents before making yours. Reminds me of the advice to Toxic Tom that LVE gave Micah last preseason. The way that I remember that advice, and if I'm not wrong here, Toxic can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the advice that LVE gave Micah, I also loved it, was that you cannot make every play. Just go with your assignment. Not every play is yours to make. And it felt similar to the Patriots' famous quote of do your job. Because a lot of people hated on LVE for that comment. And people were saying, you know, all of these romantic things like, oh, yeah, Micah believes that every play is his to make. So that's why he makes the plays. But no, chances are Leighton Vanderich was talking more about gap integrity and not voiding your gap because it can affect the defense pretty much. That was also very good advice. Very good advice by LVE, caught on camera by the Hard Knocks crew. Uppercut, pretty tough blow, says Lumen. Yeah, we're talking some boxing here. By the way, if we have MMA fights, if we have MMA fans here on the, on the primetime show right now, you guys know what I'm talking about. Last night was an emotional trip with that main event for the light heavyweight title of the world. That was something. <laughs> Moses toxic. Yeah, that's what he told me, told him. It's very true advice. That was great advice by LV. I agree. Terrence says, Micah will be double teamed this year. He'll get his sack coming off the edge and off stunts and twists. But he was double teamed a lot as a rookie as well. Let me see. Well, it wasn't above average. I will give you that. But he did get double teamed a lot. Right, And it's not that easy to double-team Micah Parsons because he's playing as an edge rusher. And sometimes at a very wide alignment, uh, you can slide your offensive line. It's not that easy to double him. And even more so if you make this. So what the Cowboys did, for example, in that Giants game, and I love that, they found ways to put... Micah and Lawrence on the same side of the defensive line. And maybe Lawrence was playing a little bit more of an inside alignment and they were isolating Lawrence with the guard. And you know that you're not going to win a lot of those reps if you find a way to do that. 
it's hard. It's not easy schematically to 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 double Micah, in my opinion. He will be he will be getting more attention though, for sure. That's a true statement. He will be getting more attention from opposing offenses. But then again, have you seen Aaron Donald? And I'm not comparing Aaron Donald to, to Micah. I'm just saying a lot of these big time edge rushers in the league get a lot of double teams and still find ways to win. Micah. M- Micah in December, he was no longer a surprise. Teams already had film on him. The storyline behind, you know, getting film from a guy is particularly true at the start of a season. I think that maybe by week seven, teams had a lot of film on Micah. And of course, he continued to adapt. He continued to show new things. And he still, in the playoffs, had a very good game. Micah made plays in the playoffs versus the 49ers. Patrick says, imagine that they call a play to double Micah at edge and he just stands out last second and moves linebacker. Hey, <laughs> that sounds that like uh, to some, that might sound like a joke, but Patrick is on to something here, especially with the tendencies for defenses that we're seeing around the league in which sometimes, you know, offensive lines will slide a lot. And we've seen some calls by some defenses out there in which the offensive line slides toward one side of the field. And then depending on that slide, the defense knows who is dropping into coverage and who is not dropping into coverage. We saw that by the Titans. We saw that, if I'm not mistaken, by the Cardinals, uh, the Bengals. They're doing a lot of this stuff. So that's, a, that's actually a very real possibility, right? Especially if you have on the other side, and now we're just, Grimming and spitballing here and brainstorming, but especially if on the other side, Sam Williams is also versatile enough to drop back into coverage, right? Rolando says, Mo, I don't know if you were born when the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I am 22 years old. I will be 23 late in July. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I have not watched the Cowboys win a, Super, win a Super Bowl and I wasn't even alive. I hope I am still alive when the Cowboys win another. Fans in Super Bowl five go Cowboys, says Rolando. Uh, Rolando, you'll get it. I, I'm going to believe that you will get it. But anyways, before we close out, uh, before we close things out on tonight's primetime episode, let's talk about this one minute clip from Rich Eisen on his show where he linked, not really, but he somewhat linked the Cowboys to DK Metcalf in a wild hypothetical. And I have a poll for you guys after we're done watching this clip. So here we go. This is from Rich Eisen's show. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. We've kind of already started a little what's more likely with that conversation about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Go for it, Christopher. I don't have the Chiefs in this week, so what's more likely? That's good. Here we go. Let's talk a little about Seattle. They've been in the news this week. We're going to DK Metcalf. How about this, guys? What's more likely to be on the field week one for the Seahawks? Yes. Week one, Seahawks on the field. You call Mayfield or Metcalf? Mayfield or Metcalf? Oh, <laughs> great one. DK, DK or Baker? DK, DK will be on the field. That's more likely. DK's on. Uh, you know how I feel about all these holdouts. You know how I feel about the holdouts. That eventually it's going to get done. Certainly since it's post draft, they're not trading them. 
I was pounding the table for the cow. By the way, that resonated a little bit in the Metroplex, saying that that was such a Jerry Jones move to yeah. go to would would be a Jerry Jones move of the past to go get DK Metcalf right now and say after the picks, let's go. Um, I'll say DK Metcalf. So- I have no idea what the hell's happening with Mike, with Mayfield. None. It's so there you go. Uh, of course, Rich Eisen is just more like dropping out a, a hypothetical there, but it got me thinking. After an offseason in which Debo Samuel was a conversation of sorts for Cowboys fans, who would you rather trade for? Like, say the cost was exactly the same. Say that you could spend the same amount of picks to get to go get any of these two receivers and say that the contract would be the same one. Who would you rather trade for? Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf? And I put a poll out on Twitter on this very topic. And I was surprised at how big was the win for the guy that won it. Let's see some of your comments here in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. Toxic Tom says, uh, most biggest highlight as a Dallas fan is winning a random wildcard game. <laughs> Two of them. I think that <laughs> I think that the biggest highlight that I remember is the win versus the Detroit Lions in the in the 2014 season, and then the win versus the Eagles, both of them in the wild card round. So hey, Michael has a point there. So here you go. Matt Caff in a second says Craig Devo. Neither says Michael. Hide your chain. It's Devo. DK Devo. Stephen White with DK. This feels more like a 50-50 answer right now in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Uh, DK, David Lawrence goes with DK. Samuel says Gilbert. Jeff goes with Metcalf. Uh, Professor Oz goes with DK. It's a very close one tonight on the show because let me tell you, on my Twitter account, you can find me as at NFL. That's M-A-U-NFL. I put this same poll out. I said, if Dallas Cowboys decide to trade for one of these two wide receivers, who would you rather get? And I also included the note, assume the cost trading contract is the same. 67% of the people voted for Devo Samuel. And that surprised me. I'm not surprised that Devo was the majority answer. I'm surprised about it being a 67% answer answer versus a 33% answer. Two-thirds of 212 votes Still 21 hours to go on the on the poll. Answered Devo Samuel. I would probably lean towards DK. And I know that I'm in the minority, at least judging by the Twitter poll. But I will say this. I like Devo Samuel. I just like the vertic- vertical threat that DK Metcalf is. And his rare combination of size and speed. And the fact that I think it would be more easy for DK to provide something entirely new to the Cowboys offense than Debo, right? Debo has more of a toolbox, says C. DK is more dominant downhill all day. That's what makes it so interesting. Shane Carter, uh, who also is here tonight uh, watching, or at least was, replied, I can't stress enough how much more Debo fits with Dak. But we've seen Dak be one of the most efficient deep passers in the NFL as well. 
And wouldn't he be more or less one of the most vertical receivers that Dak Prescott could get on a trade? Now, make no mistake about it. We're just having fun tonight on the show. It will not happen. The Cowboys are not trading for Debo. They're not trading for DK Metcalf. Still a fun hypothetical. And I wanted to bring that to your attention and see what you guys think. I believe that tonight on the primetime show, we got more or less of a 50-50 answer. What is up, Darren? He says, I'm late. What's up? Yeah, we're about to leave tonight, but thank you uh, for tuning in as always. And remember, you can catch the replay here in the YouTube channel, in the Facebook page, or you can check out the audio version of the show, Skywalker Steel's Morning Show and My Night Show. Go up in Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts to right after they stream live. So make sure you remember that uh, if you need it anytime. But anyways, there is about 100, over 100 people watching the show. Before we get out of here, do me a favor and smash the like button because every like allows us in the algorithm to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you have a fantastic end to your weekend and get off on the right foot tomorrow, Monday. Start of the week, mandatory minicamp coming up for the Cowboys from the 14th to the 16th of June. So we'll get some quality content this week for sure. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. See you.